Welcome to the Truman Charities Podcast, a community of caring. I am Jamie Truman, your host. I'm one of the co-founders of Truman Charities. Our organization has raised over $1 million for several different charities as we share our message of helping others and paying it forward. We plan to continue to educate our audience on the culture of giving. On this podcast, I will interview fellow charity founders, volunteers, sponsors, and other people in the community who will share their stories. You will hear and be inspired by their selflessness and passion for helping others. Welcome to another episode of A Community of Caring. Now, let me introduce my guest today, co-founder and executive director of This Is My Brave, Jennifer Marshall. Jennifer, how are you? I'm good, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you took the time to speak with us today. Now, for all of our listeners that don't know about your organization, can you tell us your story and why you decided to create This Is My Brave? Sure. So I live with type 1 bipolar disorder myself. I was diagnosed um, about 15 years ago at the age of 26. It came out of nowhere for me. I had been working a high-pressure job that I loved, um, but long hours and high stress. And so I had a week where I couldn't sleep um, due to kind of all the stress I was under. And after that week, it really kind of culminated in this manic episode. We didn't know it at the time. We didn't know anything about bipolar disorder or mania or psychosis, but I had racing thoughts and the hallucinations and auditory, you know, hallucinations. So it definitely was very scary for our family. And I was hospitalized and then came out of that it happened again two weeks later, and I had another episode. You know, the first time we we didn't know what it was. We thought it was a fluke um, due to the lack of sleep, which it was in part. But after the second episode, we knew that I was dealing with a mental illness, and we sought treatment. And I was lucky to, you know, be connected to good doctors, got care, got a diagnosis, and um, started on the path to recovery. Uh, it was a long year of clinical depression and dealing with different medicines and whatnot. But I finally got better after about a year and a half and went back to work. And then my husband and I decided to have children. And it happened two more times during the years I was having my children where I was hospitalized. Um, I had postpartum psychosis about four weeks after my son was born and then got back on track with medicine and treatment. We had another child and I had antenatal psychosis, which is psychosis during pregnancy when I was five weeks pregnant with my daughter. So, you know, all said and done, I had four hospitalizations in five years. And, you know, with my diagnosis, knew that I couldn't be the only person out there dealing with this condition and these traumas of being hospitalized. And I sought other people's stories. I, I sought out who else out there has gone through this because I need to know that I'm not alone. Right. And I found people writing about their stories anonymously, mostly somewhere open. And they inspired me and I started writing my own blog about what I had gone through. And I wrote anonymously at first myself because I was afraid of stigma and being judged and discriminated upon. But after a year and a half, an editor from the parenting site, What to Expect When You're Expecting. Oh, wow. Um, Everybody yeah. knows that site. Everybody knows that book. You get it when you become pregnant. And uh, they said, we love what you're writing about will you write for us about being a mom with bipolar disorder? I said, that would be amazing. And I started writing and I decided when they went to publish my first article 
that I was going to be open and I was going to use my real name and put myself out there because if my story could help one other woman out there, one other family out there know that they're not alone and it can get better, I wanted to help them. And that led me to then come up with the idea to launch a theater show to celebrate stories of recovery. Now, why do you believe storytelling is such a powerful way for individuals to express their feelings? You know, just in our society, in life, we are connected through stories and they universalize all the different things we go through. And so I knew that giving people a platform to tell their stories of mental health recovery would help break down stigma and drive deeper connections with people and and deeper relationships. And people out there would understand how to support their loved ones and how to help encourage friends and loved ones to get help if they notice something happening. Now, your organization has some amazing programs. So I want to talk a little bit about a couple of them. Can we talk about your national teen show? Yes, that was an initiative we started right before the pandemic hit. And, you know, we were so excited to open our platform to younger people because for the most part, our shows across the country had featured mainly adults. But we knew with the crisis going on with our young people that we needed to open the floor and the microphone for them. And so we set out to find teens across the country who were very talented in different mediums of poetry and music and dance and even comedy. And and these teens showed up and we cast the show with 10 kids from across the country. And because of the pandemic, we had to make it virtual, but we were really thrilled that our documentary film team filmed each one and shot the footage very dynamically and engaging. So we were excited to put that show out on May 23rd, and we have an encore performance coming up locally. Oh, that's so exciting. Now, what type of performances should the audience expect to see? So, like I said, they express themselves creatively. So poetry, a lot of original music. These kids are just so creative. And uh, we have a dancer in the show as well. And personal, straightforward storytelling as well. But uh, very expressive and creative and really shows other teens out there that we all go through these ups and downs and these difficult times in our lives. And that it's okay to not be okay sometimes, and you're going to get through it. Oh, that's amazing. Now, how did the teens decide on what type of performances they're going to do for the show? Do you, are you the one that facilitates and and lets them know what type of performances that you're looking for, or do they decide? It's really open to them. And so these kids applied across the country, and it was very challenging to narrow down to 10. But the most talented kids came to the surface and, you know, we had to narrow it down and they really came to us with raw talent. So it was pretty cool. Oh my gosh. It sounds so great. So can you tell us about a particular performance that really stood out to you and moved the audience? Yes. One of my favorite performances, and and it's hard to choose because they're all so incredible, but was from the 2015 New York City show. We were sitting in the audience, the last performer to go, walked up to the microphone and told her story about a time when she attempted suicide. And she woke up out of a coma after 
having, you know, her mom was about to prepare, you know, services. I mean, it was that dire. And she woke up from this coma and she knew it didn't work for a reason. She was there to tell her story. And she wrote a beautiful song called uh, Look in the Mirror. And it was about just look what you've become, look what you've gone through. It was just so inspiring. And uh, Danielle Fiorello was, was the storyteller there. And she is just one of my favorites over the years. I can imagine the audience must've all been in tears. Even mm-hmm. you telling the story, I'm getting teary eyed. I can't imagine actually hearing that. Now, what do you think the audience takes away from these performances? The audience is always left with a sense of hope at our shows. You know, mental illness and, you know, these substance use disorder, it's, they're very difficult times in our lives that we go through these things. And the thing is, no matter how bad it gets, these storytellers prove, they're the living proof right up on stage telling their story to show that it does get better. And they leave the audience filled with hope. And at the end of every show, we actually ask the audience to be brave with us and to stand if they themselves live with a mental health condition or love someone who does. And the entire audience stands up at nearly every show. You know, there might be one or two people in denial sitting down, but it is just breathtaking to look around and know that I truly in my heart feel that every person on this planet will go through a mental health challenge in their life. And we can relieve the uncertainty and the stress of wondering, you know, what's going to happen by telling our stories and sharing that hope. Now, when is your next national teen show? When is it, where is it going to be held? So I'm so excited because it's right here in the Northern Virginia area. We're holding an encore performance of our national teen show on Sunday, September 26th at Flores United Methodist Church in Herndon, Virginia. And seating is limited. So we're asking everyone to register if you're going to come. And the first 100 people to register to, to attend in person will receive a special gift from us. So we're really excited to, to get people there and introduce them to our brave teens. So I'm assuming they register on your website? Yes, we have an event listing on our events page. Perfect. And are you looking for sponsors for that event at all? We are. We do have local sponsorship packages available. So feel free to fill out the contact us form on our website and we can reach out right away with information on how to get involved and sponsor the show. So when are these tickets becoming available? They're actually out right now. So there's a listing out on our site. Sign up, bring a friend. It's something you really want to get your community involved in and, and come out and support this effort. Now, can we talk a little bit about your Brave Ambassador program? Because I absolutely love this as well. Yes, thank you so much for bringing that up. It's our new program that engages college students across the country. Any age college student, you can be a non, non-traditional age college student in graduate school. Just if you have an interest in uh, changing the conversation and the culture about mental health on your campus, we want to hear from you. We want to meet you. We want you to be a part of this initiative. Help us understand what's happening on your campus and also lead campaigns that help your peers really understand the importance of mental health and open up that conversation. Now, why do you think having a Brave Ambassador program on college campuses is so important? Because college kids, just like our young adults that are our teens, 
they are under significant stress. And uh, studies, you know, have shown through the pandemic and even before that college students were high risk for depression and anxiety and even suicide. You know, it's, it's been a major problem over the past, a growing problem over the past couple of years. And so, you know, really driving the conversation to talk about it and to talk openly and to look out for, you know, signs in friends and encourage them to reach out for help. The same as you would, if you notice a friend is having, you know, an issue with their physical health, you would help want to help get them to the health center on campus. Uh, So we want college students to be aware that mental health is just as important as physical health. Now, how can someone sign up to be a part of the Brave Ambassador Program? Right now, we have the applications open on our website. So it's under the Our Work menu and then Brave Ambassadors. There's an application. And then from there, we'll contact you to learn even more about your interest and to hear from you as to why you want to get involved. And then we'll send out a welcome packet. And we've got these great stickers that say, ask me why I'm brave, which again, just is a conversation starter to get kids talking. Now, how can someone bring this is my brave storytelling to life in their community? I love that you asked this question, Jamie, because we just launched our new producer training program. And um, yes, it's very exciting. Over the years, our shows have been launched by volunteers and communities. So it is a new program that engages larger teams of producers. So Uh, about six, seven people come together, form a team, and go through the project together. And it's about a year-long process to bring a show to life in their community. So the training process is part of the the first steps that it's about eight hours of training. You learn everything you need to know about bringing a show to the stage. And it's taught in modules. And we're there to answer questions along the way, but it's really self-driven. So we're looking for motivated leaders in communities who want to um, make this happen for their community. You can apply on our website and learn more. We have producer interest meetings every month that we have one coming up in a couple of weeks. So just go to the event listing on our website and you can sign up for that meeting. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, I got to ask you this. What have you learned from watching these brave teens and adults telling their stories on stage that has really surprised you since you started this organization? Well, I will say I haven't necessarily been surprised by this, but I've just been so pleased that I've noticed it over the years is that people are empowered by telling their story, you know, providing this platform and, and building this organization has been a privilege of mine um, over the past eight years. And I've seen so many individuals grow and become just more um, confident. And they've reported to us that their relationships have been stronger and they've felt more supported in their recovery, being a part of the organization. So that's just been such a joy to, to witness over the years and to see our brave alumni community support each other year over year and and just grow as individuals. I think that it's a growth opportunity for people when you get up on stage in front of a large audience to, to speak your truth. Yeah, that's very powerful. Now, how can someone contribute to your organization outside of being a sponsor or attending one of your performances? 
Well, uh, one of the best ways is to follow us on social media and reshare our content. It's how our awareness grows about what we do. And so sharing anything you you see and appreciate that we that we share on social media so we share self-care tips we share suicide prevention information we share stories constantly so if you see something you like reshare because then you're helping us reach a wider community of people who may not know about this is my brave so that's a great way and our youtube channel is full of a library of stories from our past performances so watch like reshare those stories again to continue to get the word out about what we do. Now, can you share with us your social media handle so everybody can watch these wonderful videos and get all these great tips? Yes. So we're, it's real easy. We're just, this is my brave across all social media platforms. So, and then our teen account, which was launched by our teen intern, Anastasia Vlasova is at this is my brave teens on Instagram is a specific channel on Instagram run by teens for teens. All right. Now, are you ever looking for volunteers? And if so, in what kind of capacity? Yes. Well, the main way the organization has grown is through our volunteer producers. So that is the number one way to get involved with This Is My Brave and and contribute to our grassroots effort to grow um, and, and produce more shows across the country. And Secondly, when we have local events in your community, you can always volunteer the day of the event because we are always looking for help with things like handing out playbills or checking people in when they arrive. So there's various opportunities to volunteer on site day of the event as well. Great. And so I have to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. But before I let you go, can you tell everybody just one more time your website? Yes, our website is thisismybrave.org, and we have lots of great information there. So definitely check us out and spend some time getting to know us, and um, we appreciate your listeners checking us out. Great. Well, thank you again so much, Jennifer, for talking with us, and everybody is going to be getting their tickets right now for your national teen show in Virginia. Thanks, Jamie. If you would like to learn more about our organization, please follow us on Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities or check out our website, trumancharities.com. I hope you enjoyed listening and hearing stories of selflessness and caring. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time.